Hey guys, welcome back to the A's and D's podcast. I hope you're all good. You're having a, enjoying the good, you know, weather in England, which we don't have. <laughs> Today's um, podcast is going to be about self-care. And um, from my perspective, um, Western mentality perspective, self-care um, goes hand in hand with mental health. Um, one thing I wanted to mention is what self-care looks like in Uganda. Um, I think it looks like someone basically having access to contraception or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like What do you guys think? I kind of get what you mean. Um, it's a completely different thing. Like, there's not the same kind of culture of like, I don't know, like spas or whatever we think self-care is in the UK. Mm. It's more like literal, literal self-care. So like protection from harm. Mm. Yeah, that um, goes kind of into the concept of self-care. Like, is it basic needs or privilege needs? Because like my idea of self-care, as you said, with the westernized, like going to a spa, doing my nails, and these are all privileges. They're like luxury. Mm. Like, are these afforded to people? Are these afforded to everyone? Or can self-care just be the most basic thing, like being able to yeah. see a doctor and a dentist? Mm. Yeah, no, Miss Nalkin, that's that was actually my point. I was going to say, when it comes to Uganda, there is, basically, there is like, the, there is the poor people and there's the people that have got money, the rich people. So the rich people, obviously, poor, they do have access to the things that we yeah. do, which is aspires and stuff like that, like yoga, that, that, that type of thing. But obviously, the poor people, it's probably going to be things like medication, like literally like basic things that we take for granted and it, it could just be like obviously like um being a, like having a day off and being able to just stay at home and relax with your kids for the poor people that will be their sort of self-care type of thing so i actually think that that's also the same thing in the uk which makes me it's only as an adult that i really experienced what self-care is and understood had my own understanding of it but i do think there's still a privilege thing so like self-care it doesn't didn't mean the same thing for my parents for example like regardless of being here and knowing what it is doesn't mean they were doing it mm. like i don't i think it's the same it's always going to be a luxury i kind of disagree because it can you, you're taking care of yourself by registering to a gp and going to your gp to have an appointment yes but then like stuff like the dentist for example um yes you're taking care of yourself in theory but a clean cost a, clean, a teeth clean costs 100 pounds like, not all of that will be covered on the NHS. So, yes, it is a luxury. Like, yeah. you wouldn't... And actually, self-care is making sure that your health is right. But if you can't afford to do it, you can't You can't be afforded the luxury of having self-care. Mm, very true. Um, but, yeah, I think self-care does come in different um, variety of things. Because I think sometimes self-care is also saying no to stuff. Yeah. Mm. Or understanding what your boundaries are for different things. So, they're not always financial. But I think that does come with a lot of, like age and stuff because mm-hmm. when you're young i didn't know any of those rules i didn't understand what would be respectable what would calm me in life would yeah. be setting these lines mm. yeah, it's a very like independent sorry not independent but like it's individualized that's what self-care is it's what, like you said what's good for you as an individual it's not about like luxuries yeah i mean going to the dentist for example that is i think that's a luxury i once had a conversation with uh you know, friends of mine who have routine checkups at the dentist. I don't have routine checkups at the dentist. And that's not to say because I don't want to take care of my my teeth. I do, but I just can't afford to be going to the dentist. Um, so in that, in, that, in that sense, I guess it is part of self-care. But for me, it's a luxury I just can't afford. So I can't even mm-hmm. cl- 
categorize something like that as self-care for me but for them it is something that's quite important um so yeah so for me self-care would be stuff like saying no like what you said what's good for your for my mental health that would be me taking care of myself um yeah so that's what i'm trying to say (laughs) i feel like those things that like saying no even understanding that you need to have boundaries is something you learn as you get older. Like, yeah. are we practicing self-care when we're, like, I guess, teenagers or younger? Well, I guess you don't know how to take care of yourself because you don't know yourself. Yeah. So you're just, you're trying to figure out the stuff that you like or what you want to do, but it's just, like, a mess. But I guess that brings the question in terms of who made self-care what's got possible for you? Do you get what I mean? Is it... Is it yourself? Now that you've got more money, you're older, mm. you can do these things for yourself, or did... Or is it the people that actually bought these things in place and obviously, like, you're able to sort of access it type of thing? I reckon it's always been there. It's just the term wasn't there. Do you get what I mean? Like, people always looked after themselves or did things, you know, that they felt were luxury or whatever. They just didn't call it self-care. But I, um, I, I kind of get what you're saying, but I also think Docus is also trying to say, like, are we exercising self-care because we see it like on Instagram? Oh, take a day out, do yoga, do this. Yeah. Or like, make time. sure you're checking on yourself. Make sure. All of those reminders that are coming to us because it's become such a popular thing. Or is it because we grew up and then decided to take care of ourselves? I don't know. I well, actually don't know. Well, for me, it's whatever stresses me out. So if I'm not doing the thing that stresses me, then that's self-care. Yeah, but yeah. even identifying stress. Yeah. Yes, that I yes, am stressed. This is, is not skill. something that you knew when you were... 15 years old 15 years old you might have felt stressed but um you wouldn't you realize didn't, that it's stress uh, i mean like obviously you know when you're stressed you you know when you're stressed but you wouldn't think oh now i have to do something about it yeah, to just exactly. for my own well-being you wouldn't put yourself as a priority yeah you take you know how to take care of you know the, your basic needs and stuff but something like this that's just about you and taking care of yourself by yourself i think it's something that we've only just as we grow older, we've learned. I didn't know even the word self-care, what self-care actually really meant until probably in my late 20s, yeah. you know? Yeah. Also, if you think about it, it's, um, it's also linked to how you're brought up. Like, we were all brought up quite working class. My mum isn't here. She's working two jobs. She's not here showing me that, you know, she's not seeing a therapist every Thursday to take care of my mental health. So it's not something that came into play in our lives. Mm. So in that sense, yeah, it goes back to the idea of privilege. Like, maybe if you grow up, and your parents are having therapy and then they put you in therapy when you're five years old and you can identify all these things, all those like things that come with privilege, you would be more inclined to understand self-care a bit better. Mm. Um, but we were just taught that, you know, situations that get hard, just continue, like get through it, work hard. And that's just how you deal with anything. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like the one thing that's definitely, Mr. Alkango, we touched upon, is the, that's really important and most people overlook is therapy. Like, a lot of us need it. Like, a lot of people need <laughs> it. 100. And, and it's such a thing. It's like, it's, it's sad that in, like, African countries, it's looked upon, like, you need help, like, or you can't even function and stuff like that. But you don't even have to go to therapy because, what is it called, you have so many issues. You can literally just go to talk to somebody that's impartial mm. and you're going through something type of thing. It doesn't have to be something that's really major. Oh, somebody's passed away, I can't cope, or I'm on mm. drugs and stuff like that. Do you get what I mean? You could just be, okay, my, my job is actually quite hard. I'm not having, I'm not enjoying it. And just have, just being able to speak to people. But obviously the way, like, um, 
in African countries, the way it's sort of seen, it's like this taboo or this thing. It's like, mm. oh, don't ever go to therapy. Why would you talk to somebody? And I know what is it called? One of our friends is like, why am I going to go to a white man here <laughs> to pay them money here just to talk to them? I'm like, but it's actually really good for your health and like people need to stop overlooking. You, I do think it is something that's like, you have to be quite privileged. Like, it's not free. Yeah. Um, there's other forms mm-hmm. of community therapy, like going to a priest speaking to someone who has mm. standing like that is a way to communicate and yeah. get some advice like mm. we can do it in our families i think therapy is important but it's so like it's a monetary thing right yeah but you the thing is though, what? the advice for free unfortunately but the, the problem i see with this is i completely agree like i think like going to a priest or something like that is a form of therapy as well mm-hmm. but i do think that there's a reason that people are trained to do it differently like you might be advising somebody and have someone to speak to but it won't be helpful for you in terms of like what your actual developmental mm-hmm. struggles are or you know like the advice about setting boundaries all those things you learn like it is a, like there's a re- your qualified doctor like there there's a reason and it has purpose so yeah. i think all the advice that you really like you should really everyone should have access to therapy is the problem yeah. and the same way we have the nhs there's limited therapy in the nhs but it should be treated the same yeah, yeah. and that's the issue everyone should be able to get it regularly yeah but you can't what, what i'm thinking is like even you know therapy um as an available option as you know as a form of self-care is has on i feel like it's only been accepted very recently like back in the day if if you went to a therapist, well, regardless of whether you lived, you know, Western countries or you know you lived back in, back home in Africa, um, I think therapy was always seen as you have issues. Yeah. So, for us to talk about it today as a f- way of you know taking care of yourself, I think this has only been recently accepted. It's not something that's always been looked at as a positive thing. Mm. You always have issues, so you gotta talk about them. Yeah, I think that comes because it, it's sat alongside the stigma of mental health. And I think with the newer generation, there's, you know, self-care is very popularized. Being aware of your mental state is more popular. Understanding that mental health issues can go from anxiety to schizophrenia. Like, people are very open to hearing stuff like that now. I think if people were still stigmatizing mental health, it would be hard to sell self-care. Mm, yeah. Um, because people would be like, no, you're just, you're crazy. And like, terms like crazy. Yeah, crazy. yeah. You could never say stuff like that now. And it's good that we've progressed to that point. But yeah, I think you have to get rid of the stigma of mental health to get us there. Although controversially, what I'd say about um, the Ugandan community is as much as stuff has developed, we haven't. Mm. So like, actually, when I think outside of my family, everybody I know goes to therapy. When I look inside of our family, including us in the room, nobody goes to therapy. Everyone goes to therapy that you know. Everybody goes to therapy that I know. Wow. And and even on the NHS, it's not even about everyone's rich or something like that. But it's so normalized. My guy friends, like, like, it's not even like a that it's such a normal thing that everyone's doing. But we internally, when I look at my family, unless somebody's having a mental health issue, even if they are, even if they are, they're still actually. To be honest, they're not. But then that comes down to how we were brought up. Your friends were brought up differently. Do you know what I mean? We're carrying it though. But I'm saying we're carrying it by we. We're also not doing therapy. Yeah. So how are we different? We're not. We know about it, but we're not. We're still not doing it. Yeah, but the reason I'm not doing therapy is. Um, monetary reason. Yeah, Even if with the NHS, it's not still not free. It's free. It's free. It's not waitlist. I can categorically process. tell you it's free. It's free. Okay. it's free. It's free. But you said there was a long waiting list. Yeah, but then yeah. you just wait. Oh, what are you doing, man? No, no, you just wait. <laughs> yeah, because you'd be I waiting actually, anyways without it. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> I actually have had a session like you know those initial sessions where they kind of ask you why you're there and 
what you're trying to work out, which was really interesting to talk to someone about. But um, I didn't follow through with it. And I do just worry about who my therapist will be. I think it's just because I don't know why in my head or from movies it's just going to be some white guy. Um, and I'm, I think that's really important to me. Like, there's a lot of stuff I don't want to have to explain. I agree. And I just want to get on with it. Like, tell my story without having to be like, oh, by the way, I'm black and I was brought up working class. And actually, there's a lot of mental health issues in my family because of, you know, colonial trauma. Um, I just don't want to get into it. <laughs> and to be honest, Anne, you can, you can. Sorry, Miss Nelligenge. You can, you can. They give you options for who you'd like your therapist to be, yeah. whether you'd like it to be someone who looks more like you or somebody of African descent, so that you don't have to explain. I didn't know these options bit. existed. They no, no, yeah. they did actually tell me this, but I still, it's almost like I need an initial chat with my therapist to see if they're the right fit. Yeah. And I haven't had that. And I think I, it's like, yeah, the fear of diving into therapy is because I yeah. want to almost like have them like I would be talking to you guys. Yeah. I want to feel comfortable and it's yeah. an unfamiliar thing for me. My mum hasn't talked to me about it. Yeah. People talking about their own therapy doesn't help me think about what would happen for me. Yeah. So it's like that, it's quite daunting. That's yeah. probably why I've only had one session. It was a good session, but yeah. Yeah. That if you're but talking about why wasn't the right fit through, then but, that's my reason. But what thing, one thing you've got to understand is, I say this not going to therapy, but <laughs> I obviously know a lot of people that go. So I'm going to spew that. But going to therapy is a process the whole point is you're meant to find your right therapist it doesn't just come instantaneously mm. you have one meeting and then they're the perfect fit for you they get you and then you it's a long process and you build the relationship yeah. it doesn't start instantly so even if say you could go to like three consultations inside they're all not right for you that's fine mm. the whole point is you're trying to find something that goes alongside your life yeah and that works for you for a long time so you can't expect all these results very true from just one session and also like um I do feel like that's doing a lot of work when I'm already exhausted, though. Yeah, but you're helping yourself long term. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but if you were by going to school, if you weren't brought up that way, even Miss Nalukenya doing the initial consultation to meet with one person, that's already like big enough. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And then for you to try and find two other people, (laughs) (laughs) that'd be two years later, maybe. Like, do you get what I mean? If you're not brought up that way, then Um, I don't know. You know, like, what's good, just um, on therapy, if, like, um, Mr. Nalukenga was talking about the form, filling in, can I just say on the form, like, you know when they ask, why are you here? Oh can God. I just say, I just want to have a chat with someone that's random, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to, like, I don't, have any tra- I don't have any trauma, I don't have any issues. I literally just want to You, you don't know you don't have trauma. No, exactly. It's in the unconscious mind. That's a whole reason. Yeah, but as long as it's okay for me to just say, I just literally want to have a chat with somebody I don't know. It's like, okay for you to say anything. That's actually like the premise. Yeah. You can literally just say, I want to talk to someone. And that would be enough. And they'll assign you a therapist. Like, I think there's no wrong or right with these things. But to be honest, I because of the way we've grown up, that's exactly what you were saying, Daphne. Um, I still find it hard. Like Once I was given a free session at work, I just didn't show up. There was no reason. Do you know what it is? Yeah, we. I have free sessions. I mean, they're there. They're available. Counseling for us is available. I just don't do it. Yeah, I I look at the links. They send it. You even sent us a link. I did. And I still. I just. I was like, oh, this is nice. Did I do it? And then that was it. I sent it to you. (laughs) Did I do it? No. I think, um, Kula, what you were saying about you know when they ask you why you're here, I think that might be one reason that might actually put me off it because then I have to think of. You know, reason. some, yeah. like you said, I might have some trauma that might be hidden or whatever, but mm. then I have to actually have, I feel like I'll be wasting time if I'm just there for a chat. No, no that's I, what that's therapy is for. I know, but that's like the mentality that I would have. Mm. I'd be like, I don't actually have like, maybe I don't have real issues. Why am I here? So I have nothing mm. to fill out on the form. Mm. Um, 
So why am I? Yeah. Why am I actually... When I had my chat, um, I struggled with that as well. But I actually came out quite naturally. I, I said to her, like, I just want to check in on myself and make sure I'm being the healthiest version and the best version of myself. And that could change year to year, but it would be good to talk to someone and understand that I am doing that or I'm doing the best I can for my mental health. Um, and she was like, yeah, that's fair. I also think in the conversations, like say you're like Dan, Danny was saying that you feel like um, you don't, you're not, you, there's no reason for you to be there. Like you have to explain, like you don't just get there and explain like all the big things that have happened to you. I think in your actions in day-to-day life, it will show regardless of whether you like, are, like you don't have to pull your heart out. I think in the things that go wrong in like a, a day-to-day basis, they'll be able to be like, why have you reacted like that to that? Or why are you doing that in that way? Or how does that make you feel? And then you get to it. So you could actually just be talking about what you had for lunch, but okay, I'm obviously not a therapist. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? They'll find a way. It's not about you having to do this performance mm. for them to figure out you. I think it's just you being you will be enough Yeah. for them to know. I think the other thing that's sort of been normalized that is also self care, but I think people don't think about it don't think about it like that anymore. It's like small things like doing your nails. Yeah. Let me see. I see a lot of girls here at the nail shop and they've got like their nails like really long. And I'm like okay, I have a lot of questions in my head. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what, you do you girl, like you're coming here. But some of them are also like fifteen. I'm like what? I know where was where that you getting for this us? money from? <laughs> Where you get money from? Some something like I think there's a very fine line between trends and Mm -hmm. what actually is self care. Because you know something like getting your you know manicure or pedicure, that could just be something like I don't I I I don't know if it it would be self care for me Mm. when for someone else it would actually be self care. For me, it would be just a normal day routine thing that I do. Yeah, but you don't do it often. You do it like what? No, but if it's something that I did. if oh, yeah, if every you did time. every day, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't. Yeah, Would- is it still self care if you do it every day? No, because it is. Because I think it can be in your everyday actions. I also think, personally, for me, ne- doing something like nails is self care because I never felt like I could afford it. Mm. So it's like I'm really doing something nice because I'm like, actually, I deserve this. Or it would be nice to look like everybody else. Like mm. it would be nice to have that thing. So I actually feel like I'm receiving some kind of privilege, or I've taken care of something that should be taken care of. Yeah, and then that that checked off my list in a way. Mm. But I kind of get what Dana means about like it becoming a trend. A trend. Like, yeah. like, there was a lot more now, like yeah, random, yeah, yeah. 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 It's become a mainstream. Even thing. like like me and me time having my bubble bath. It's like we all had baths before. It's fine. Yeah, it's Absolutely. social media, isn't like, it? Especially right now, like when I get my nails done, I definitely do not think about our self care. I'm just thinking, wait a minute, I never used to do my nails like this, and even when I did. I just, I just did it, but now I feel like there's so many people who get their nose done. So am I jumping on a trend? To be honest, whatever whatever increases your serotonin levels is self care. Holiday mm-hmm. for me, that is the biggest <laughs> ultimate self care. I think a holiday is self care. Yeah, yeah. I definitely relax. I don't think I get even though it's when becoming. Yeah, it's not. I don't want to say normalized because there is some people who don't go on holiday, which is very strange. Very strange. It could be about access money. So many, so many All of the things we're talking about in terms of self care are actually very big luxuries, like yeah, privileges. Um, and some people just need to go to. The Let's talk about some stuff that don't really cost don't, money. Um, or yeah, don't I think anything. yeah, I think like stuff like um, oh, this, this is again, it comes with a bit of privilege of the type of job you have. But to <laughs> me, like a pause button on things that you're forced to do. So like work, commitments, 
taking a step back and having like a day to yourself to me those are things that are more self-care for me because i'm like all these like regimented things i don't do well with routine obviously mm. um but all these regimented things it's like you feel like you have to do like a performance and you have to you can't get out of when you become an adult you can't get out of that cycle mm. of like work and everything for mm. me like a day away from that which costs nothing mm. is actually probably better than my nails it costs yeah, your company so something <laughs> yeah basically and I, I even find that i don't have time to do like life admin things from like normal things for myself like i need to well, like set gardening. a day yeah <laughs> me and my plants Brilliant. i need to set a day for that i need to set a day for my shopping but with the nine to five it seems like there's no time for anything mm. so i've really sadly enjoyed doing a checklist of really mundane things i enjoy mundane stuff now because mm. i think the other one that's like um that is still self-care even if people might not say like that and it's free it's literally just meeting, meeting up with people yeah like just literally like just stepping out from what you're doing day to day and just literally meeting a friend you don't even need to go to like a bar or anything like that you could just go to the park that's free yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so like you could go to their house type of thing like it doesn't always have to be something that you have to spend money on do you know what i mean like the, there is free things out there that you can still do for yourself yeah. i kind of think in a way like 2020 not to say the pandemic's bringing us so much joy but taught taught me that a bit more mm-hmm. because obviously you can't do anything <laughs> all i had was my people and those are the people i saw regularly mm. i started i normalized walking mm. which i'll never do again but it was nice to see the people do you know what i mean you really understand the value of um simple think, things yeah very simple things like back to basic stuff and in the time where we couldn't do anything i felt like i took care of myself like mm. i actually i actually felt like i had more things like it's like you were able to slow down life. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I agree. I did a half marathon. <laughs> 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 Just because. <laughs> Do you no, think I would have done that five years ago? No. I feel like that kind of links to um, the actual original point of self-care. Like, it, from what I understood of it, it's quite a, like a radical movement. It was actually something that people in black communities or women, LGBTQ, um, coined like in the 50s and 60s to take care of themselves because they were being institutionalized. They didn't have the spaces to really find the idea of self-worth. So that came into play because it was like to basically not have any issues with your mental health. Mm. Take care of yourself. Take some time away from this very white male society that we live in. Um, And um, yeah, just... Take care yeah. of yourself, essentially. Like from what I understood, it even was coined by like the Black Panthers. It wasn't this whole like take a bubble bath and do your nails. It was <laughs> it was people fighting for their freedom, and um, I think it's even been said like the Black Lives Matter movement is a is a version of self care for Black people. Like it's a community movement mm. of self care because we're like accept us, like we matter, let us yeah. be free. We matter. That's mm. us showing like we care for ourselves. Um, so self-care itself is so much bigger than what people make it Mm. Um, it just drives me crazy that it's just become about like nails and bubble bubble baths and stuff Mm -hmm. I just remembered something that we used to do when we were younger like we used to keep journals and you write down your thoughts Mm. I think that was a really nice way to actually Mm -hmm. self-care back in the day because I know a lot of like friends that used to keep journals and you know you'd write down your thoughts but like, yeah it could be kind of silly but um i'm just thinking about that and i'm like that's not something i do nowadays and i don't know if it's because you know busy working nine to five yada 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 but um i think that's something that you could do as 
a form of self-care actually just writing down your thoughts it, it does help release i guess some emotions or um you know you keep a journal of you know you look at events of stuff that's happening in your life and then you might be able to put together like a pattern or whatever. Dana, we all know what was in your journals. Um, <laughs> what was, what was journal? in my journals? <laughs> my, when, are you t- <laughs> when are you taking me to outside countries? <laughs> um, yeah. No, but I agree with you. That is another form that, um, what's it called? That's quite good to sort of put your thoughts on onto paper. But therapists, sort of they, they use consume. that as a technique. So we can just do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. It is such a lovely idea, especially for like younger children as well, because you mm. don't always get to understand what's going on with them. I'm not saying that somebody should have read your journals, Anna, but I do think that's just a nice way to get it out because you don't mm. understand enough to even mm. know what you're experiencing. So writing it down must have been so nice. Like, mm. I feel like you understand yourself a bit better when you're younger. You're more expressive. Yeah. I feel like we don't check in on ourselves as we get older, so we struggle to identify like what we're actually feeling. When you're young, you're just like, I feel this, it's a rock. <laughs> and society just slaps that out of you. It's like... Don't express everything too much, especially very British society. It's just mm. like stiff up a lip, keep it to yourself. And so you don't check what you're feeling. But when you're younger, and that's why probably these journals were put into play and you were actually doing it, it just felt normal to write. I feel sad because someone took my toys. And being an adult, you can't even identify <laughs> I know why you diary. feel sad. You literally cannot work it out. You're like, I just can't work it out. But is that because as an adult, there's just so much that's happening. <laughs> Trying so, to pinpoint the one thing that's yes. making you feel sad is, is a chore. It is in a itself. chore, yeah. But it's something you'd have to continue, is what, is what I'm saying. Like those journals, if you just continue to be like, mm, and got to the stage and you would continue to do stuff like that, mm. you wouldn't be as confused. Like even in you saying that you don't think you've got that many issues. Mm. or like you've got anything to talk about i'm sure there's plenty you've lived a whole life like there's plenty of things that could have like pushed you triggered you made you happy made you sad um Mm. but i think we're not as in touch with ourselves as we get older and that's probably why we need to hear stuff like self-care and be guided on how to do things yeah (laughs) you are sad go and go to the spa (laughs) i do think though like um british society does like um normalize not accessing your feelings so it's like when somebody asks you how are you which people ask every day because it's polite not because they care Mm. um you have two answers you have to say good or well or fine that actually if you said i'm things are going awful at work it would be such a weird thing to do they like all maybe automatically put you in therapy like it's not even that they'll be like that no i think people would walk away i don't think yeah (laughs) they wouldn't know what to say weather's looking good (laughs) it's like you're being awkward by saying how you actually yeah you're actually being awkward and actually somebody giving a very long answer to that question is just like they just kept talking oh my gosh like you actually can't give it there are there are assigned answers to the question how are you Mm -hmm. and that's it yeah so just yeah, I, I do. You're absolutely right. I mean, if I said to if someone started telling me, oh, they're not fine, I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> we gotta Ooh, unpack gotta this go. now. <laughs> yeah, especially like at work, it's just like oh, this is is this a place to be unpacking stuff? Anyway, um, just a question uh for the group because obviously I talked about like my memory when I was younger, um, I guess a form of practicing self care for you guys. Like, do you have like a fast memory of? when you practice self-care oh i don't think i did (laughs) (laughs) okay not even younger but like the first time you ever did something and thought yeah this is it for me like it makes me feel good like 
Okay, so the only thing I can think of, like my ultimate dream, <laughs> is uh, it's cold outside. Unfortunately, I'm a winter baby, so I prefer it cold. Uh, it's cold outside. I've got my gown on. I'm sitting in my bed, not the living room. Got the TV on. I'm watching Sex in the City. Oh my uh, God! Yeah. That is that's memories. my ultimate. Oh, it's even raining. Do you get what I mean? And there's a. A fireplace. This is not. <laughs> this is not from Instagram. <laughs> but I feel like for me, that is it. That is it. With a glass of red wine. Yeah, that, that is it. And it has yeah. to be red. It has to be red. I feel like mine's a little bit different, but like, um, it's probably that feeling the first time you cancel the plan, you don't make yourself feel guilty. Mm. I used to do that a lot in my early twenties. I was very social. I could not say no. I was just constantly like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I'm running around for two hours trying to get to this one pub and everyone's already drunk by the time I get there, I've committed to this plan, so I have mm. to go. And it's like, as I grew to understand that you can just say no and just, <laughs> you don't have to put your shoes on, man. You don't have to leave the house. Yeah. And it felt good and I wasn't guilt tripping myself. I think that's the worst bit that mm. I was making myself feel bad about. Something that the other person who invited me might not even be that bothered about. Yeah, um, that first note and that feeling, that is my self-care. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I still struggle with that now. That is, <laughs> I think that's a really, I don't struggle with that. <laughs> 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 uh, that's a really, really good point, Miss King. Because I remember like back in the day, people would make plans. And I'm just thinking, I really just don't want to go out today. And I would agree to it because I was, you know, in the moment you're excited. So you do actually want yeah. to meet up with your friends but when the day comes you know you've all seen the memes you're in the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to go and to say no because it's so last minute first of all so you are letting people down maybe yeah but just to say no um it's such a taboo and yet like you said saying no is a form of you taking care of yourself but back in the day that wasn't seen i lost friends because of that so me practicing self-care was it would you know would result into me losing friends or having arguments that or you never want to come out but you don't actually know what i am dealing with mm-hmm. that maybe there's a reason maybe i'm maybe i'm just lazy okay <laughs> today i'm feeling lazy i want to stay at home yeah okay. also okay. you can but, still be friends through that i find that so strange like it's fine for you to not want to meet somebody con- constantly mm. i used to find that there wasn't um even in my head a good enough reason like mm. i was yeah. struggling to say yeah. it because there's only a small list of good enough reasons that mm. someone died. Absolutely, yeah. Um, like, and without that in my head, it felt like it, w- it wasn't justified. Um, even though people said no to me, people were doing it <laughs> a little quicker. <laughs> and I'd be like, you know what, that's understandable. Mm. But here I was struggling because in my head it wasn't okay to do it and it wasn't justified. Yeah. So learning that it's okay um, felt good. Yeah, speaking of good reasons, um, I think my, I'm not condoning this, so please. Oh my God, go on. Do not, do not take my words, do not take me seriously, I'm not condoning this, but my favorite one is literally just calling in sick when I'm actually not sick. That is it. That is really it. That is a good feeling. There is nothing worse than going to work when you're and not feeling it. And then deciding to do something completely different. That is a good feeling. I can't lie to you. I'm with that. I, I think that's the ultimate self-care in a work environment. Yeah. Honestly, my heart glows. Like, <laughs> no, and you know, it starts off with just one day. And then and it becomes a week. <laughs> Stop tripping. That so happened to me one time. Oh, my God. It was like a whole week. I was like, yeah. It's done. Good for you. You love yourself. I'm sick. You but now you can just throw it around. Self care day. Well, Self care. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I was up for weeks. Okay, weeks. Yeah. Can you but actually the problem do that? With that yeah, you now, can. You can. The problem with that now is that now you know 
the job you know the industry um that working not all jobs can cover like sick pay or something so maybe some people can't even afford to have mm-hmm. a luxury a self-care day that you know you're feeling absolutely like crap going into work but you still have to do it and i've noticed that in the nhs a lot like people who who aren't like regular staff members so you do like you know bank shifts people are, who re- there are people who just rely on like um you know these bank bank brackets mm-hmm. um so if you don't go into work, then you have no money. Mm-hmm. And so you can't afford a self-care day. You can't be calling in sick. And you'll take care of yourself by making the money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some way. Because yeah. it brings the food onto your plate. So Exactly. That's another way of looking at it. I think there's self-care luxury and there's self-care, like, absolute basic needs. Mm-hmm. And that both are, you know, justifiable and both are important. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think some people can't afford the non-financial ones. So yeah. like the days off, some people can't afford. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. So it is always going to be a luxury. I, I think so too. Yeah. That's just got me thinking, guys, um, about although I enjoy the luxuries of like doing my nails and all those kind of checkbox self-care tasks. I do, like going on holiday as well. That's a form of self-care. Going to the spa. Although I love those things, if I, I, I had to admit to myself that I'd give them all up for living in a society that accepted me as a black woman and didn't marginalize me or like yeah just there was no institutional racism i would rather have that peace of mind over these other concepts of self-care like that is for me the ultimate self-care being surrounded by people who accept me as i am and i feel like i haven't got that yet um i mean in the meantime it's great that i can get my nails done but like when i look at the bigger picture it's still not enough I still think oh. because of all those things, our mental health is affected. So kind of, how do we get over that? I how completely agree. That? Yeah. I completely agree with you. And I think like peace is so valuable. Mm. Like all these things that we're putting into place, even like the small things that make you happy, the sex and city, it's temporary. It's, yeah. it's short term. You have to keep topping up. Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. time top up. But the peace is just ongoing. Yeah, it's and the ultimate goal that basically we're trying to get to. I feel like even all these things that we keep doing, like literally that, like all these things that we keep doing, like the ultimate goal that we want to achieve is just be at peace yeah. and stuff. But obviously, like we're not going to get it. <laughs> Honestly, we're not, not, living, it. not living in this world, nah. <laughs> Someone's still going to call it. us the N-word. Someone's still going to call us like, you know, you know the B-word. And They'll do like your nails that. wrong. Do you yeah, they'll dig you in on the massage. Yeah, so it's it's just not gonna happen. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Honestly, if there was a price on it, I would work solidly for like four years to pay for peace. But, for peace. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, yeah. there ain't no price. No price. Um, yeah. So I can see why we kind of deal with the short term. Like, why not? If we're not gonna get the long term form of um, self care, why shouldn't we indulge in these short term like? getting our nails done or just saying no like we forgot about how we touched on that as well i think i hope you our listeners are doing what your version of self-care is um and not looking at the society around you like looking within to make sure you are really taking care of yourself and we hope you've enjoyed this episode and learned something as well bye